And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. I have always struggled with Holy Week. Year after year, the stark reality of crucifixion can leave me with such a sense of futility that when it finally arrives, the jubilant mood of Easter can seem unconvincing. Easter can seem unreal. But there are ways, I have found, in which Christ's suffering and death do, for me, take on meaning. In tonight's gospel, we are told that when Jesus had finished washing the disciples' feet and put on his robe, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? That has always been the question of this week, isn't it? And for me, instead of seeing the actions of this night as events leading into Good Friday, I find it more helpful to think of Good Friday as the continuation of the actions of this night. Monday Thursday has become the lens through which I can see Good Friday. And so the question whether there is meaning in Christ's suffering can instead become, what does his washing the feet of his disciples mean? Over the centuries, the church has had many images for understanding the crucifixion. They include ransoming us from the devil and the repayment of a debt owed to God the expiation of our sins accomplished by Christ, the sacrificial lamb. These metaphors do not have the status of doctrine and they do not stand up to scrutiny. But in our reading from the Gospel of John, what Jesus says to his disciples, what he tells us about himself is that he is our Lord and our teacher. When Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, his action was prophetic. It was expressive. What his washing their feet expresses above all else is how God feels about humanity, how God feels about us. When we see God exemplified in Christ this night, what we come to know of God is God's compassion when we see humanity exemplified in Christ. What we see in Christ is how, with unobstructed awareness of God's love, humanity would be. By washing the feet of the disciples, by his symbolic breaking of himself at the Last Supper and his actual death on the cross, Jesus is teaching us to know God and he is teaching us to know ourselves. When Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. I think he means just exactly what he says. And I think he says just exactly what he means. Too often, we do not know what we are doing.
Julian of Norwich, the 14th century mystic, says that our deepest desire is always a desire for God. We saw that desire for God in tonight's gospel, in, Jesus, in Peter's impulsiveness, told that unless Jesus washes his feet, he would not share in what Jesus is revealing. Peter exclaims, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Yet we know that the Peter who proclaims his devotion to Christ is the Peter who but hours later betrays him. The crowds that welcome Jesus with palm branches but days before are the crowds that come to shout, crucify him. What is it about us that accounts for such inconstancy? In Julian of Norwich's showings, written after 20 years of meditating on a series of visions she had had, the central vision, the one that reveals to her why there is no anger in God, is the allegory of a lord and a servant. The servant who represents humanity runs off eagerly to do his Lord's will, and because of his inexperience, in his very eagerness, he stumbles and falls. Lying on the ground and grievously injured, the servant is in too much pain to be able to look up and see his Lord's concern for him. He believes he has let his Lord down. He is anxious that his Lord might be angry with him. He fears that his Lord has abandoned him. What the allegory means is that the servant's condition is Peter's and Judas's and Pilate's and the crowd's condition, that it is our human condition. In the substance of our souls, Julian says, we are united to God. Christ's passion is not needed to reestablish that union for the union has never been broken. Yet while God knows the faithfulness of love for God that is in us, while God sees our desire for God, we do not know ourselves and do not always recognize that desire for what it really is. When we do not know what, that, what, that what we really want is to love God and to be loved by God, and that that is something we have. In our anxiety and confusion, we try to find other ways to satisfy our longing. We attempt to accumulate for ourselves power that is not rightfully ours, or success, or status, or possessions, or pleasurable experiences, or whatever we think it takes to make us invulnerable lovable, important, happy. We desire whatever we think it takes to make gods of ourselves. Sin is the effect of despair, the despair that is caused by our longing. But our longing causes despair because of our profound misreading of reality and our misreading of our own longing. So when Christ, our teacher, washes his disciples' feet, he is showing them that they do not have to make themselves into something they cannot be in order to be loved by God. 
He is showing them that God loves what is not God. God loves us. God loves all creation in its vulnerability. To let our feet be washed is to acknowledge that the meaning of our lives is not to be found in the sum total of our accomplishments or failures. To let our feet be washed is to be awakened to an awareness that our deepest desire is for God. And it is an awareness that what we most desire is not something we lack, but something we have. To let our feet be washed is to be awakened to the knowledge that we are lovable and we are loved. To let another wash our feet is to let someone be as Christ to us. To see ourselves as God sees us is to see in ourselves our desire for God, however much that desire goes unrecognized and gets misdirected. But to see ourselves as God sees us is to see in one another, to see one another as filled with that same desire. It is to see in one another what God sees, seeing beyond the ways in which we harm others and others harm us. It is to see the beauty of our neighbor's soul, beautiful in its love for God, even if the desire for God, which is our neighbor's, goes unrecognized by our neighbor and is misdirected. To recognize the hidden beauty in one another is to experience compassion. And it is compassion that makes us desire to wash one another's feet. To see as Christ saw and to love as Christ loved is to be willing to be for one another bread and wine, bread that will be broken and wine poured out. God of your goodness, give me yourself for you are enough for me, Julian wrote, and she knew that it was true. Do you know, Christ asks us, what I have done to you. In the name of Christ, <coughs> amen.